0: Okay, cool. Hey Michael, Um, thank you for joining me on uh, Learning with Bless podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you uh, today. Uh, now, I just want to start off um, by getting to, to know about your role at Manchester Digital. So, can you tell me a bit about uh, what you do at Manchester Digital?
1: Certainly, and thanks for having me on. Um, so, at Manchester Digital, we are a trade body for digital and technology businesses within Greater Manchester. Um, mm-hmm. What that means is Uh, a company huge companies like bbc auto trader booking.com or small businesses or freelancers will come and join us um, because we can help connect them to other businesses we can help promote Mm -hmm. their news we can put on events that they can speak at and 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 network and the like so our our job is basically to to bring the sector together and uh, and allow for collaboration and innovation to take place by Bright Minds Mm. meeting. Um, So my role as a digital marketing manager primarily is to increase the number of members that we have joining Manchester Digital. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I do this in a few ways. I think my, my main tactic is to give the members that we currently have the very best experience so that they're forever posting their news and their events and their jobs on our website. And then other businesses see this and think, wow that looks really good we need to be a part of that um so to do that um (laughs) when i joined the website hadn't been looked at in about 10 years so uh, i i I put a plan in place to develop a a new website that was more fit for purpose was easier for our members to use and allowed them to post their news uh, in a lot better fashion um but the other thing that the website did was captured data. So say someone came onto the site uh, and was interested in becoming a member, they'd download a membership benefits guide, which then would get forwarded onto me. So I know that that person's a lead, so I could then follow up with other emails, explaining more about what we can offer them, uh, finding out more about what they needed and helping people uh, make that journey from being a user on the site to a potential member.
0: Mm, that sounds interesting so it sounds like you're, you're in the forefront or at the heart of marketing and across uh, in manchester as well isn't it yeah so what's your understanding of marketing and how would how you define it <laughs> to put really simply bless mm. uh,
1: and this sounds a bit a bit uh, uh i don't know what the word is it's, a, it's a, it sounds a bit negative but mm. it's essentially getting people to do things in a nutshell it mm-hmm. is, you, whether we work for a, a not-for-profit, whether you work for a, a big corporation, you will have business goals. And mm-hmm. as someone who works in marketing, your role, in my opinion, is to find out what those goals are and find mm-hmm. out how you can encourage customers, service users, uh, or anyone like that to actually do what, what your business needs them to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So I noticed on your LinkedIn profile that, um, you know, you did not study marketing either at school or, or university. How did you go about developing your knowledge and skills for marketing? Cool.
1: So uh, I always thought I was going to be a teacher. Um, that was always the path I thought I was on. Uh, Mm -hmm. so I thought it was going to be a history teacher. I did my degree in history. I then did a master's in history. I then did a PGCE, um, or or partially did one, uh, because I found out I really didn't like it and it wasn't for Mm me. So then it was a case of right back to the drawing board. What, what am I going to do with my life? Um, and I had a look around and thought, right, well, what, what do I find exciting? And I knew that I liked to write. I knew Mm -hmm. that, um, I was good with words And I knew that, um, well, it just marketing looked exciting to me. It looked quite sexy and something that I wanted to be a part Mm of. Um, There was all, you know, glitzy events that you could be a part of or speaking opportunities or working with huge brands that we all know and use. So I thought, yeah, that that seems seems like uh, a place I want to be. Mm -hmm. So I set about gaining as much experience as I could first and foremost um, i went to the university of, of liverpool for my masters they had amazing careers service and really fortunately for me there were two opportunities at that time that really kick-started um, my development there was um, free training provided by Google for people looking to get into digital. So it was called Google Digital Garage. So I took part in that and learned a lot of new skills. There was another crash course in marketing run by the university for people studying humanities that wanted to make that change. Mm. So I did that. And some of the advice that I learned during that time is, and it still still applies today, is with especially digital marketing, you know, a lot of this stuff you can learn yourself with YouTube Mm -hmm. now. You can learn how to edit videos, you can learn how to set up a blog. So I went about setting up a blog. Uh, It was called Graduate Job Hunt Blog. And I blogged about what I was learning each week, what jobs I'd applied for, interviews I'd went for. And the reason why I did that was so that when I went to a a prospective employer and they said oh I can see that you've not studied any marketing I could say yeah well I haven't but I have done these two courses and I also run this blog that I use to show off my skills and and to develop my skills as well um so yeah I think that really helped me um get my foot in the door but another thing I will say is um studying history you know when, when you're in school people talk about transferable skills quite a lot And a lot of the time you think, yeah, well, how true is that? I found it to be very true. Um, In essence, with history, um, you take a subject that you know very little about, you do a lot of reading and research, and then you'd make a structured argument to argue a case about something that you previously didn't know anything about. Now, I spent a lot of my career working for an agency, and the same kind of thing applied. Um, A business that you may or may not know much about would come to you and say, here's our goals and our objectives. You'd spend a lot of time researching the company, come up Mm -hmm. with ideas, researching what other companies are doing, come up with a plan and say, right, here's how we're going to try and help you achieve those goals. So the skills did transfer a little bit, especially especially being able to write and strategize.
0: Mm, That's interesting there. Yeah. So would you say then your entry into the marketing industry, is that quite unique or do you see that, happening across the the industry where people enter through um their own personal development rather than going the uh, university route um i oh, i believe that the door is open
1: to anyone that wants to get into the industry i truly believe that um whilst being at a university definitely gives you um an advantage because you are introduced to people that can help uh, businesses come in and often work with university students. I know when I was head of marketing at an agency, I developed a really strong relationship with one particular um, digital marketing course run by uh, one of Manchester's universities. And I hired four people from that course. So the university route definitely helps. But that Mm -hmm. being said, I've also known of lots of people that haven't gone to university that have been able to train themselves, find some work experience, find internship. And, and another great thing that people can do now that wasn't really that prevalent in my time is the digital marketing uh, apprenticeship degree, uh, which is another great way of getting into the industry.
0: Mm, that's cool, yeah. Now, I wanna talk about the evolution of marketing. I know you've been you know working in the sector for a number of years now. Um, What are some of the key changes that have happened uh, to the marketing industry? Sure, well, I'd like to start off with
1: SEO. Uh, I'm I'm sure that your listeners will be familiar with what SEO is, so I won't go into that, but the changes in that have been quite phenomenal. So my first job after I set up that blog um, was with an agency in Liverpool, and I was hired as an SEO executive. Um, I had a basic work knowledge of SEO, um, but I was nowhere near the finished article, and and I was there to learn, basically. And in those days, uh, (laughs) SEO was a bit of a dark art. So say you had a website that wanted to rank for the term shoes, you Mm. could go on these forums and there were loads of just fake websites that um, weren't weren't full of real content. They were set up with the purpose of spamming Google and you would place uh, links back to your client's site on that website and the result would be Google would see a lot of links from a lot of different websites talking about a subject relevant to um, your client's site and they think oh okay this site must be relevant and push that site up the rankings but obviously um, you know people could game that my job as an SEO executive at that time was to try and game Google Um, but Google and the very clever people that work there realised that people like me at that time were making the internet a worse place because they were just tons and tons of sites that weren't actually made for people to read. They were just there for people to buy links. Uh, and also people could get their way to the top by by buying buying links rather than having good content. So around, uh, it would have been around 2005, 2006, Google had some updates that overnight, turned that on its head. Google was able to work out whether links would have been purchased from spammy sites. And rather than promoting uh, your site, Google would then h- hold, hold that site back in the rankings because they kind mm. of knew what you're up to. So overnight, my job went from buying links on these sites to helping clients rank, to then working for the same clients to remove these links that we bought so that Google didn't hold them back. Um, that was a bit of a, a tough time for the, for the marketing mm. industry, but the results 10 years on has been that, um, it's been really positive because now if you want to rank you need to create really good content that people organically share themselves and link to and it's meant that yeah. if you want to rank you need to be creating really innovative content be that a podcast be that an infographic be that a mm-hmm. really good article or white paper that people naturally want to go wow i want to share this with my friends so in many ways it's it's tougher marketing now, but it's also uh, a lot a lot a lot higher quality.
0: Mm, that's cool. Interesting there. Now um how do you see marketing industry changing uh, in the future? Um just reflecting on on your experience from many years ago.
1: Um so I think that now um we're entering a space where automation is becoming more and more prevalent, as is data. Um, The things that you can do with social and PPC advertising is both uh, exhilarating and sometimes frightening at the same time. Um, I've been in, in, in workshops before where an expert in Facebook marketing has managed to speak to one person and ask them a load of questions about themselves to the point where they've been able to narrow down an advert based on the questions that person asked to just that one person. So for example, if you're looking to sell tennis rackets to people in the Merseyside area, you can go on Facebook, put in uh, some some key things such as, you know, people between a certain age bracket that have mentioned an interest in tennis, and you can make sure that your ads just show to those people. Um, what you can do from there is if someone's interacted with an advert, you can then change your copy and creative. And also follow them around the internet reminding them oh this this tennis racket that you like here um and i think that the tools and the platforms that are available to marketers today means that a lot of the work can be automated based on the data and based on users behavior Um mm-hmm. which as i say can sometimes be scary as a user you feel that you know Alexa knows everything about you and if you start talking about something next thing all of your Facebook mm. and Instagram is full of ads with it and that's kind of a scary world um, mm. but sometimes as well um, for a marketer it's it, it's also you know these are the new tools are at our disposal to use.
0: Mm. yeah i do find that a bit scary when you know you find the advert that you've been talking about but it does kind of help in terms of uh being uh, promoted things that you want to buy as well isn't it so there is some sort of positives and negatives um within, within, within that yeah um now, COVID-19 and, and lockdown restrictions have impacted the way we work, the way we live or uh, communicate. Um, how has uh, COVID-19 Im- impacted the way you work and how has that affected the, the marketing industry as well? Um, I think on the whole, the
1: marketing industry has been very well placed um, for COVID. Reason being, um, we tend to be digital Uh, you know, digital natives. Lots of people are working from laptops. Um, We use uh, programs such as Slack, so you can communicate with your teams instantly. Um, So I think obviously there's a lot to be said for working alongside colleagues and and having that physical connection and being able to Mm -hmm. workshop ideas and and just chat with people as well but you know these have been very uh well they've been unprecedented times and i think people have been able to relocate to home and set up quite quickly Uh, obviously there's been difficulties for some some people that maybe their living circumstances don't uh, lend themselves well to home working so people with children people in house shares um but on the whole i think that the industry has has made a really remarkable job of transferring to to remote working um Mm. i myself and 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 my team we've been uh we've been working remotely and to be honest i think we've actually been a lot more productive than than we are in the office sometimes and it's also Mm. in some respects it's been nice because i travel around 40 minutes a day um each way so I've kind of had two hours back that are mine mm. to to use that I don't lose for the commute. So so that's been nice. But I must admit, um, in the past few weeks, um, I'm really ready to see my colleagues again. And I think we've probably hit a point where everyone's kind of plateaued. And everyone, I think, being back in an office would would give everyone a bit of motivation again. But but overall, mm. it's been positive.
0: That that sounds good to hear. And do you think? Um if it you know if lockdown was to be you know brought back again would that change the way you recruit people uh, just thinking about the future talent uh, pipeline how can they prepare for a situation like this in, in the future
1: well i think um i think familiarizing yourself with uh, remote working and getting your head around that as a possibility that is something that you'll probably probably have to do in your career um because so in my job, uh, as I said at the start we were we we're a membership organization, so I speak with you know tens of businesses each week, and a lot of my job has been to speak with them kind of as you're doing today with me bless, and find out, mm. interview senior figures and and find out you know how how COVID treated them, how their business is planning to move ahead uh, and and find out you know how 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 things are affecting their business um what I've found. Is that 90% of people I've spoken with have said that um, whilst they wouldn't have planned to go remotely, they found a lot of benefits. They found that a lot of their staff like it. So they're looking to move towards a system in which you work partially from home and partially in the office, maybe Mm -hmm. going in when you have a particular meeting or when there's a a workshop where everyone needs to be together. But on the whole, you, you can choose where to work. Now, it remains to be seen whether that will actually happen. But mm. I'd, I'd be very surprised if remote working doesn't become a lot more popular. So I think I think people need to to familiarise themselves with the likes of Slack, with Zoom, um, getting over the fact of talking on camera, and 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 yeah, throwing themselves
0: in the deep end with that, I suppose. Mm. Uh, Now, in in, in business and marketing curriculum, there's a big focus on theories and and different models such as PESTO and SWOT analysis. Um, When was the last time you've used uh, any of these models and what role do they play uh, in marketing? So,
1: my route into marketing, as we've established,
0: wasn't um, via the academic route.
1: So Mm -hmm. when I first started, I wasn't really aware of PESTO or SWOT or the four P's. but when I started in the role, I, I wanted to be, you know, the best version of myself as I could be. Um mm. so I set about um researching these things. And what I've found is you know, the, the a lot of those um a lot of those theories sum up the basics really well. And you can't you can't really go wrong if you're doing the basics right. So mm. it's always important to to do a SWOT analysis. Um it's it's important to find out what your goals are as a business uh to have a look at where your strengths are where you need to make some quick wins but also to look at the competition because um there's there's a phrase you know uh genius borrows talent steals (laughs) and sometimes (laughs) sometimes it's it's worth it's worth looking at your competitors and seeing are they doing anything that you can improve upon Mm. uh because or or turn so it's not a direct you're not stealing it directly but you're converting it to make it work for your business and your customers um and and also to make sure you don't fall behind if if you see that your competitor is absolutely stung on instagram and you're not using that platform then that's Mm -hmm. a wake-up call that you need to to sort of get with the times and maybe maybe look at the new technology out there that's (laughs) that's one thing that um why 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 having a why completing a regular SWOT analysis is useful because Mm. social media platforms they change every two three years you know right now Mm. it's TikTok. three years ago it was snapchat three Mm. years before that the the rise of instagram and you need to you can't be on everything all the time especially if you're working for a small business so you Mm. need to work out what works best for your business and what will drive the best results so um yeah i'd say SWOT is important I also Mm. say stakeholder mapping is so vital. Um, I think my personal favorite one is to create buyer personas to find out who is it that we're trying to market a product to? What is it they want? What language do they use? What are their pain points? What are the things that they need help with and finding a way that your business can help to uh, alleviate those those pain points, but also um, to make sure that you're putting that content in the right places where your target audience lies
0: mm-hmm. that sounds cool that yeah uh, and i think it's quite interesting that you mentioned customer personas uh, it's something that's not touched upon in, in the curriculum but uh it's something that it's quite important when you're doing your researches in it so yeah uh, yeah now uh the the students that i work with and some of the listeners uh, as well might have the opportunity to create their own marketing plans and marketing materials uh, what would be your advice uh, or your tips around creating things like seo uh, and creating social media uh, advertisements um i would say the best the best way to learn is to do
1: i would say um it, it's sometimes quite difficult as a digital marketer, because it's such a a broad term that does incorporate SEO, social media, email marketing, um, social media ads, PPC ads, and you can either go one of two ways. You can become a specialist in one of those areas that you become like the top person for PPC, the top person for email marketing, and you go down that route, or the route that I've I've gone down is to be a bit broader and to be a bit more of a jack-of-all-trades um, and try and, you know, learn as many of those skills as you can, but probably not to a specialist level compared to other people. Um, but either way, whether you're going to be a jack-of-all-trades or you're going to be a specialist, you're not going to know, you're not going to learn the skills or know which ones you want to specialise in until you've had a go. Um, mm. And that's in today's... In today's world it's remarkably easy to try set up a blog Uh, think of a keyword that you'd like to rank for go on youtube and find out how to rank for a keyword and have a go at trying to push that keyword up the rankings and see how you get on or Mm -hmm. alternatively you know set up set up a social media channel for a blog write articles about a topic that's important to you and then you know follow that up with with uh, social media channels that promote the articles that you're writing Doing that will give you a real insight into what digital marketing is all about. You can find mm-hmm. out what, what areas you enjoy, what things you're good at, what things that you need to improve um, to, to better your your portfolio of skills. But more, more importantly, in some ways, it helps you to stand out. So funnily enough, um, I've just looked over a load of CVs today um, for a junior position um, mm. from people from the University of Salford. Um, We're looking for uh, two marketing interns and I've been handed about maybe 15 CVs. Now, they are all got a marketing degree or they're just about to complete it. So what then makes people stand out? What I'm looking for Mm -hmm. is who is doing this, who's got their own blog, who has volunteered and worked on with a business or or charity or something like that to actually put these skills to the test. and it's similar to what I did by setting up that graduate job hunt blog um Mm. my advice would be just get out there and start doing things that's the best way to learn
0: Mm. and what are some of the top skills needed within the marketing industry
1: (laughs) again that's really varied because of how many different roles that you can go into but as Mm. as a as a rule of thumb um copywriting is all always important there's a lot of content in marketing being able to write well um have a good eye for detail and making sure that your grammar uh, and and spelling is, is good and if you have problems with grammar and spelling there's tools like grammarly that you can use so just make sure that you're uh, extra careful in, in in checking over things before you send it to a client or, or your manager whoever that may be um mm-hmm. i'd also say the ability to always link whatever you're doing back to the bigger picture so being able to have that strategic approach where you 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 know what the end goal is be that to increase customers be that to increase downloads and making sure that everything you're working on from social media posts to adverts to building web pages is designed to move the needle with whatever the the target objective is mm-hmm. um i'd also say um the ability to to have to work with data, to analyze data, um, to have good math skills is, is always super important, especially now as as we're moving into a more data-driven world. Um I would also say what's a vital important is communication and and teamwork. Um mm. marketing is a very creative industry. Uh you're gonna be working with other people. You you can't have great ideas on your own all the time. Mm. Uh, you need other people to to, who will bounce off you and you can bounce off them. So you need to be a team player who can communicate clearly and also listen and have empathy and, 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 and try and stay curious and, and trying to learn. No one is ever the finished article, even if you're 75, there's still room for growth Mm. and, and I think having that mindset is, is really important in the industry.
0: Hmm, interesting. Yeah, Uh, I know you uh, previously mentioned things encouraging uh, young people to create their own blogs and and websites. Uh, One thing that I'm introducing uh, in the new academic year with my students is encourage them to have an e-portfolio website where they showcase um, their experiences. Um, What kind of things would you, as a recruiting manager, what kind of things would you be expecting to see on an e-portfolio or personal website for, for some of your applicants?
1: I'd want to know about the person. I'd want to get a feel for what they're about, what their passions, what their interests are, why, what field they want to go into, um, why they're, uh, why they're interested in marketing, um, Mm -hmm. their experience. So I want to see what articles they've written. I want to see what social media platforms they've, they've used and see examples of what engagement they've had. I'd like to see, um, examples of good copywriting. Uh, I'd like to see, um, I'd like to see an understanding of, of the industry as well. So no one's Mm. asking you to come in and be an expert at SEO or to come in and be an expert at PPC or or social media ads, but at least to have an understanding of it. So, so try and demonstrate that. And as I say, all these things you can, you can try out. So maybe do a blog article of what I learned about social media advertising and, and sort of break down a little experiment that you've done to, to try and Mm. learn something about that world. Or, um, you know, the, the, the marketing space is becoming more and more video focused. So why not start up a vlog? Uh, mm. in, in my day, that wasn't as prevalent. So hence I did a blog, but you know, do, do videos, set up a podcast mm. or, 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 the like, um, just try and make it fresh, do something that other people aren't doing and show that you've got a good understanding of what a hiring manager is looking for
0: brilliant cool that sounds very good um you know th- thanks a lot for for your time it's been very interesting uh to hear your journey into the marketing world and some of your advice for for, for young people so i'm hoping it's going to inspire uh more young people and students out there to explore and pursue a career uh, in marketing so thanks a lot for that
1: not a problem thank you for having me on bless thanks okay Oh, 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 oh,